Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hello, this is Rebecca Buchanan, co-host of New Books Network, New Books in Popular Culture. And today I am here with Jessica Fishman, the author of Death Makes the News, How the Media Censor and Display the Dead. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Rebecca. So I'm hoping you can start off by talking to us about why you wrote this book. What got you really interested in how the media portrays death? Yeah, this book is about how the news media censor and depict death because death is important to all of us. To some degree, we're all fixated with death, and I'm certainly no different. We feel that life is precious because of death, and it's human nature to be curious about death and to seek information and learn all about it. And We constantly monitor our environment for threats, whether it's an odd noise that maybe we hear late at night or a news break announcing a terrorist attack or an earthquake. And then in addition to that, if you recognize that the news industry is a very powerful one, then it's important to understand how it represents death. Because every day in the news, there are many, many stories about fatal encounters, fatal encounters of all kinds, all kinds of tragedy. And death is considered the most newsworthy story. So if death is universally regarded as a very newsworthy topic, um, and the title of the book reflects that death makes the news, then we want to understand what happens when the news media tries to represent death. All day long, the news media are behind the scenes, the editors and um, various other figures are behind the scenes making decisions about which deaths to cover, which to ignore. And this book asks whose deaths matter and which deaths make the headlines, which images of death make the cut, and which words and types of pictures are used. So it's trying to bring some transparency to these behind-the-scenes decisions for this very powerful institution. So before we start talking about your book and really getting into it, you also use a lot of images, you use a lot of pictures. So you talk about photography. And so you define what a postmortem picture is and, and how you use and talk about that throughout your book. So can you just define that for us? Be- so we're all sort of on the same page with that before we move on? Yeah, sure. That's a good idea. What a postmortem picture is, is basically an image of a dead body of the corpse. And it's evidence that the death has happened. So it can be any part of the body, any part of the head. It can be any part of the body, even if it's covered by clothing. For instance, if you show a dead person, um, even who's almost completely covered by a sheet, but say a leg, part of a leg is hanging out with a shoe, that would still count. Um, And we had a whole team of people looking at each picture to see carefully if it qualified. 
And even if there was something in the background that might be a body, we were pretty generous. And um, if it was unclear to count it as a body. Mm-hmm. And so you've divided your book into two parts. In part one, you talk about those sort of issues with the picture and the picture problem. And then part two, you really focus on how death is depicted and the exceptions to some of the rules that are are made within the media. So we're going to start with part two and then sort of move into part one. But so you start in the second half of your book, you talk about the pictures in sort of tabloid presses versus more traditional presses. And so can you talk a little bit about how we think about these images and these assumptions that we have about the tabloid press and how that um, transfers into sort of reality of what's going on in the tabloid press? Yeah, you're right that it turns out that we've made a lot of wrong assumptions about the news media, as you alluded to, and that this book talks about that there are many media myths, um, that the truth is very different, and that it shows some strong editorial editorial forces that persistently construct the news. And in particular, there seems to be a large role played by class and nationalism. And that chapter that you're referring to um, in the second part of the book that focuses on tabloids is a good example of that. Because as you as all of us have heard many times, the tabloid is accused of being that tasteless, uh, tasteless form of media where graphic images are welcome and lots of gruesome images are, are there for shocking sensationalism. And there's this assumption that they rarely shrink from vulgarity, that these types of pictures would be very welcome. But when we did a care, 